This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Bean, you are absolutely right. It is indeed daylight saving time. So I say daylight saving time. And when other people say daylight savings time, I shut the f*** up because it doesn't affect me in any way. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Where have you been? Why, did I miss the French toast dippy things? You're two hours late. Oh, that's impossible. I sent my watch back for daylight savings time. Saving, saving. You set your watch the wrong it's way. It's neither a plural nor a possessive. No, it's spring. I springed backwards. No, you spring forward. Have you ever watched girls' gymnastics? That makes no sense. You could just get the correct time from your phone. Oh, could I? Well, guess what? My phone fell in the toilet, so who's the f***ing smart guy hey, now, Ken? Hey, 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 listen to me. And now. Don't you see? Daylight savings is just an imaginary construct. It's daylight saving it's not plural this is tearing us all apart our feature presentation and good morning <laughs> welcome into yet another all new kevin and bean show this time for a monday the 11th of march hey kids hey, hello bean. let's play all three eleven songs today oh okay. yeah nothing yeah. else people will definitely stay tuned in <laughs> i know how could they miss we should it? i we always come original so i'm not shocked oh oh i mean yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah. That's, a, that's a rough way file to start man. welcome to the week that's a rough way to start. Allie, welcome back. How are you feeling? Hey, Bean. I'm feeling great. Yeah? Uh-huh. Hip has never been better? Hip has never been better as long as I don't move. Oh. Yeah. How'd you get here? Oh, I moved. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so it hurts a little bit now, but now that I'm, I'm sat with one cheek in the chair and the other <laughs> leg just completely straight, uh, I think it's going to be good. This does not seem sustainable, Allie. I'm no, I'm no physician, yeah. but I feel like you need more help than than what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be um, a matter of finding out that it's something that they just say, "Hey, you need to go to physical therapy. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. You need to do that." But other than that, yeah, you're on your own. So oh, why man. why spend the money? I say cheaply. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seems like the wrong process. It really isn't good. And to have a father in the medical profession and a mother who's a nurse, I'm an idiot. Neither of them are pleased. Do you think it happened from doing too much sex? Totally, yeah. Somebody just nearly knocked the back out of me a couple weeks ago, and I haven't recovered. It's funny. Jensen does sex, and he gets a baby. It's not that funny, Chip. (laughs) You you do sex, and you end up in the emergency room. Right. Well, I will be in an emergency room, sort of. A hospital. A hospital, Yeah. yeah. How was your weekend, Jens? Pretty good. Pretty normal. Nothing too crazy. Is that not great? No, no. Bad. It's fine. I mean, Sometimes it's nice to just Listen, chill, man. We lost the hour, and that, to me, Thank you. screws up everything. It really does. I don't feel the same. Everything feels different. Yeah. 
Hey, watch Kimmel tonight. He will absolutely have bags under his eyes and be complaining about how it'll take him six weeks to recover. He always he's he no says one months. Yeah, no one <laughs> has more trouble with the time change than Jimmy Kimmel. It, it, you feel it though. You do. You yeah. really do. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's so much better. It's lighter out later." No, kids are playing later when I have to go to bed. Beat it. <laughs> I did a uh, I did a real dub thing this weekend, you guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I probably shouldn't have said anything about it, but you might see it on the news, so I feel oh. like I should go just on. admit up front. I went to the zoo and I wanted to get a picture. With a jaguar. Well, and I right, thought, sure. you know, I'm just going to back up right against the enclosure here and take a selfie. Because mm-hmm. the jaguar was right there and he's just a beautiful, majestic beast. And I thought, I'm just going to just back up against here, take this photo and be on my way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing just leapt right through the bars and took a huge chunk out of my arm. Yeah. I feel like such an idiot. I'm well, sorry, you should. Man. You deserve it. You, Quite I frankly, have... I wish it was more. I shouldn't have crossed the barrier at a zoo. No. That's, that's why they put fences around those wild animals that are deathly killers. Honestly, do you think that jaguar like walked back to his little area and like was high-fiving other jaguars? Like, oh, got yeah. him. Got her. Got Hell him. yeah. Look, if I'm a majestic 2,000-pound uh, cat that's uh, in a little enclosure in Arizona, that's all I think about is how I can strike out and kill a human. Right. That's the whole goal. Right. Yes. That's what you're there for. Yes, that's right. So I uh, I guess I'm just lucky to be alive. Congrats. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Just a little bandage, bandage, bandaid, bandage, whichever one they put on me, and I'm fine. Okay. Well, okay. Glad you're here. <laughs> me too. Hey, um, if you didn't see this story, you're going to be delighted by it. Uh, we have time for the thing. Yeah, we do. Sure. Um, this is a great self-own, and I love this story so much. It started with a, a research article out of the MIT Technology Review, which you may get, Allie. I don't know if you subscribe to that or not. But they were doing a, they were doing a study uh, on the hipster effect. You know what the hipster effect is? Would that be like when a hipster gets into something like vinyl and then all the sales go up? Uh, no, that's a fantastic <sighs> guess, though. It studied how uh, nonconformists usually act unconventionally in the same way, and they end up all being the same. And we've all seen this. If you're the one emo kid in your school, that's awesome. If there are 400 kids coming to school with black eyeliner and My Chemical Romance, then you're not the outsider anymore. You're you're in the majority. Okay. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, that's sort of what comic book movies are nowadays. It's like when we were kids, who would have thought, you know, the kids who read comic books are going to be the most popular movie makers. Exactly. And boy, are accepting of everyone. Yes. (laughs) And now it's mass appeal. Right. So that's what they were studying. So they did an article on it, and they published it, and there's a photo of a hipster. It's a white guy with a beard and a flannel shirt and a beanie. And they got a letter right after the thing was published that said, you used a heavily edited Getty image of me for your recent bit of clickbait about why all hipsters look the same. It's a poorly written and insulting article and somewhat ironically about five years too late to be as desperately relevant as it's attempting to be. By using a tired cultural trope to try to spruce up an otherwise disturbing study, your lack of basic journalistic ethics in both the manner in which you reported this uncredited nonsense and the slanderous, unnecessary use of my picture without permission demands a response. And I am, of course, pursuing legal action. So he was really ticked mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. this photo of him on this article, right? Well, they checked to see if the model in the photo signed a model release. They contacted Getty Images, and sure enough, 
the model did sign the release. It wasn't this guy at all. <laughs> he thought it was him. He thought it was him. It was an article about how all hipsters look alike. <laughs> and he was furious that they put his picture on the article. Oh, boy. It wasn't him. After the misunderstanding was cleared up, the man responded by saying to Getty Images, Wow, I stand corrected, I guess. I and multiple family members and a childhood friend pointed it out to me, and I thought it was a mildly photoshopped picture of me. I even have a very similar hat and shirt, which, by the way, no duh. Uh, thanks, uh, thank you for getting back to me and resolving the issue. So I think uh, I think it has been proven that all hipsters do, in fact, look alike. They've done wow. it. Yeah, they... I like that article so long ago, though. Yeah, I liked it yeah. when it was more of a blurb. Nobody yeah. really knew about it. I saw it like at a really small club. Yeah, I saw yeah. it was. I saw it was just a tweet. Yeah, yeah. I saw it just as a thought above someone's oh, a head. Yeah, oh, weird. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to drag it back out for you guys, and uh, but uh, hopefully some some in our, uh, who are listening uh, are hearing it for the first time. You know, the ones that are five years late. From yeah, the they'll probably get into it when it's a book. Ugh. All right, let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Beecher, shall we? Don't make this about you. It's about Allie. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. okay. I had a, a very busy weekend, as you can imagine, furiously at the keypad trying to, uh, or keyboard, I guess they're called, trying to, um, I, Allie, I got the Allie disease where I'm using all the wrong words today. How dare you? I don't like it. Welcome. Anyway, I was uh, furiously tweeting at, uh, at Saving versus Savings, and uh, I guess we've got a, got a recap of that. Yeah, on the yeah. I imagined you at like a board full of screens and diff- like a hundred different keyboards, yeah. just checking all night long like Homeland. That was, yeah. that, that was exactly hmm. what it was. Chip had the greatest weekend of her life because she went to see Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Chip, I don't want you to give anything away, but are we going to enjoy your, your, your breakdown of the show? I think you will. I don't and want I think I need to take some time off to follow them on tour like a deadhead. <gasps> oh, my God. I don't want to spoil anything at all either, but was he wearing a red hat? He was not. What? I know. Oh. Although I couldn't really see. I had to, I had to figure it out afterwards because all I saw were heads, heads. and phones. Yeah. But, yeah, he wasn't wearing yeah, one. Because you're mm. a midget. Uh, we're finally going to get to Lister Superstitions. We had uh, Jensen's mom on, the lovely Harold Dean, last week, talking about all the crazy stuff that she believes. And we said we're going to do it, and today's the day we're going to do it. And uh, I, I know our listeners have a bunch of stuff that they can add to that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday means great news. Also, how about this? Tons of stuff to give away, including tickets to that super secret show that we announced on Friday about uh, with Bush and live at the Roxy. It's tomorrow night. You cannot buy tickets to this, but we will help you win your way in. We also have Carrick Advanced screening tickets of Us, which looks like the most terrifying oh, horror movie so ever made. So excited. It's going to be so good, right? Yeah, it's so good. Disneyland Resort tickets on the show today. It's Paley Fest, so Allie's got those every day this week. And our new game, Is It Racist? All of that straight ahead. Plus, Allie's got what's happening next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I know uh, a lot of people are feeling the effects of the time change, and that's why it's good news that today is National Napping Day, everybody. Excellent. Which gives us all something to look forward to a little bit later on today, right? I mean, if we don't have a heart attack. <laughs> Time for our first look at what's happening here for a new week. Allie's here. What's going on? Well, I said that because although, you know, we gain an hour of sunlight, but mm-hmm. the downside is fairly serious, you guys. Yeah. According to a study, hospitals recorded a 24% spike in heart attack cases the Monday following the one-hour time adjustment and a 21% reduction in heart attack cases on the Tuesday following the time adjust- adjustment in the fall when the hour is gained. 
So obviously we shouldn't be springing forward, right? I agree. Yeah, this is it's stupid. It's crazy. This nonsense. It, it is time is. to end this. We're not cavemen. We are I think not. California is one of the states that is furthest along in the process of actually passing that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been very serious discussions in the California legislature about it. Of course, the governor would have to approve it, but it could happen. And it could really screw things up if we end up with a scenario where 28 states are on different all times different from the times. other I know. Yeah, it could be very weird. Maybe we come together as a country and we mm-hmm. say no more electoral college and no more daylight savings. Time. Also, voting on Tuesday. No need. Let's do it over a weekend. Do Saturday? it on a Saturday. Okay. Yeah, Saturday. Amen. Ali, I've also heard that car crashes are way up the day after, too. Yeah, Not they said uh, traffic accidents, workplace injuries, uh, poor moods, obviously, Bean, right? How much has he yelled already this morning? And reduced efficiency. Yeah. Right, It's Alan? a bad deal. Yeah. So, obviously, the cons outweigh the good of that one extra hour. Like, ooh, yay. Sunlight. Mm-hmm. Ew. Right? Alley 2020. Thank you so much. You guys see any movies this weekend? Not, um... Not current movies. I mean, I caught, I watched uh, the 1961 classic Forbidden Planet. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> did you catch it in theaters? <laughs> starring, starring young Le- Leslie Nielsen. I did watch that. Okay. All right. Uh, but no, nothing current. No, okay. I watched a TV show, but I'm going to hold it. I hold into it because it might be my get up on this this week. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, you won't be shocked to know that Captain Marvel did pretty well at the box office this weekend. Oh, people had interest in that. People did. People did. Yeah. Um, 153 million dollar opening. <laughs> That's just domestically. Um, you know, globally, it, it did all right. $455 million. That's one weekend, you guys. That's uh, that's one weekend, everybody. Uh, coming in at number two, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Followed by Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. Lego Movie 2, the second part. And Alita Battle Angel wraps, wraps up. Yeah, sure. Top five. How about Brie Larson going to theaters around town, yeah. surprising people at screenings, serving popcorn, right. chatting with moviegoers, thanking personally people who came to see the film. I mean, she really worked her ass off to promote this thing. And in the cutest Captain Marvel tracksuit. Not yes. sure if anybody saw that. It was adorable. I, it was adorable. adorable. I think yeah. everybody wants one now. So if they're not <laughs> selling it, they need to get on it. But yeah, people were super stoked. Yeah, People were cheering at theaters, I understand. That's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, I always wonder about the people who applaud at the end of a movie, though. I'm not sure who they're applauding for. Same guys, in my opinion, who applaud after a nice landing. Oh, I do. No. Oh, in my that head. Makes, that's they don't hear <laughs> They don't hear Bean, They don't hear you. They're in a, a bulletproof room. They don't hear the applause. No, they're just uh, applauding life. Like, yeah, we didn't die. Oh, yeah. And that's the, what uh, a lot of people well, then do you in got me. movie theaters now. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. Then you said that, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> the, uh, the flight attendants hear you, though. and they yeah, have... But they didn't do it. Yeah, but they're but they're part of the team that helped you get to your destination. All right, well then safely. you you applaud at the bench when the basketball team wins. Then <laughs> don't, don't please don't let the starting five hear you. Remind Look. me not to fly with Jensen. We're Seriously. going down. Don't, don't applaud. He does not support the airline if, industry. I don't know if you watch the news, Jensen, but it's not always a guarantee these days that you're going to land safely and in one piece. So I think it's okay to applaud. You can thank yourself. Just oh, thank you. Say it to yourself. There's no. They don't hear you. It's yelling right. into a toilet. Thank your toilet. Speaking of, what's the news? What's left? 
<laughs> Speaking of toilets, R. Kelly got out of jail Saturday. That's thanks to a mystery donor who paid off the $161,000 that he failed to give his ex-wife in child support. Who are Doing these people? It's like a Manson family. It's insane. Uh, his release came after Kelly's reps told reporters that he could afford to pay 50000 to 60000 of the support money to his ex, Andrea Kelly, but not the full amount. Because he has no money. Yeah. And now they're talking about a whole new tape coming yeah. to light. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is insane. And by the way, I have a lot of questions for that guy, too. You that just... was sitting on this tape and, and just realized. Yeah, just yeah. Re- he all of a sudden saw a VHS tape and was like, oh, it says R. Kelly on it. Let me watch. Whoa. <laughs> why would he? Ha- why would a person, as far as I know, has no connection to R. Kelly, have a yeah. copy of that VHS, that sex tape on VHS? He says he has no, no relation to him at all. But he had a weird, he had a weird yeah. local blockbuster. Very weird. <laughs> or it could be, you know, conspiracy alley, but it could be somebody that knows R. Kelly gave it to him to hold a long time ago. It was like, hold on to this. Right. And the guy just forgot about it and now was like, hey, remember that I hope tape? I don't, I, don't, I don't accidentally have child porn somewhere in my house that I've forgotten about for 30 years. Well, I this, mean, that'll be played back weird. when they find it. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> no, what weird. I'm saying, no, but that for, that's what happened to this guy, right? Well, Bizarre or he turned story. it in. I mean, yeah, he may have stumbled on it. We don't know yet. Yeah. But why would you applaud? The pilot doesn't hear you. No, we had that. We he doesn't on. hear you. The yeah. room is completely soundproof. Uh, let me let me he say hates pilots. Why let me he say this. Pilots? What about when the pilot op- the pilot and the co-pilot opened the door and the flight attendant say the passengers gave you a standing O when this plane landed because you well, did such a great job navigating through all that turbulence. I want one, you to know that, Captain. Being, they shouldn't be standing. Thank they should you. be seatbelt in. <laughs> right. Uh, and true. then okay. also just let them know. Like on your way out, the pilots usually come out the door mm-hmm. a little bit to say goodbye to you. Yeah. Look at them and go, great job. I'm fine right. with that. I totally do, right? Yeah. And then I wink and I'm like, same place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plane? <laughs> no. Oh. Later. Oh, got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The butt. I'm okay. talking about the butt. All right. No? Canceled. Okay. I'm not surprised. I love it. Some birthdays for you. Terrence Howard, Johnny Knoxville, Joel Madden, and Benji Madden. What, what? are the chances? Those two have the same. Two kids on the, with the what? same birthday. That's crazy. And Peter Berg. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's that time of year again. It's my last ever spring forward on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock, you guys. And I, I like to think I, I made the most of it. Hit it, Steve. Thanks for that. Daylight Savings tweet. Bean. How dare you, Omar? Allie, did you uh, did you enjoy seeing some of the some of the social media action over the weekend? I uh, I did, and I'll tell you why. Because I like Jensen. Picture you like when all of the election uh, voting's coming in, mm-hmm. all the different TVs. You're just up there like hitting the wall, and it goes to a different <laughs> screen. That's how I picture you this weekend. Uh, it's one of my two big weekends of the whole year, sure. and I was very very busy. I didn't sleep at all. I mm-hmm. stayed up because I didn't want to miss anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, can you tell me if you guys? think I'm wrong? Am I just being too optimistic? I feel like I'm winning. Do you? I do. I feel like I'm winning the war because okay. when, when I started this campaign 20 years ago, it was, you saw major newspapers and television stations making the mistake of calling it savings instead of saving. And I feel like now it's getting harder and harder to find at least big outlets who don't know which is right. It's true. It's very true. Well, why don't I start off? I'll read uh, the different companies or people and their tweets, and then you read your response. Okay. All right. First up is a listener named Elsa Lorena. She wrote, 
I see it everywhere. Companies getting hashtag daylight saving time wrong. Clyde Tumbaugh, you have a long weekend ahead. Hashtag grammar police. (laughs) All right. She said that to me on Friday, and Mm -hmm. I have to be honest. I I haven't been feeling great lately, and I wasn't sure if I I had it in me. I didn't know if I could go and and fight the good fight one more time. Sure. But I did write back to her, not sure I have the strength to fight this fight this year, but I'll try to rally. <laughs> Daylight savings. Be- because the people, the people are depending on me. Uh-huh. I- I'm right. I'm leading the army. I'm the guy at the front of the of the front of the line. Right. It's not. <laughs> it's not. This is going to end up in a file somewhere. If, if not you, then who? <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Jensen. I'm out there waving the goddamn mm-hmm. American flag, leading my troops into battle. Well, and if if I sit this one out, how can I expect my people mm-hmm. to be out there fighting the good fight? I feel like I need to show up. Well, and, I'll just say this: a rally you did because it, it was about an hour later when CNN tweeted, "Don't forget to spring." forward daylight saving time starts this weekend and i am uh, all about positive praise in addition to calling people out when they're wrong so i wrote cnn knows what's up hashtag saving not savings savings tweet all right next up you are not pleased with the new york city mayor's office i am not they tweeted daylight savings time is nothing to lose sleep over except on sunday remember that clocks skip ahead an hour at 2 a.m we're looking forward all caps to more sunshine in the evenings i wrote to the new york city mayor's office if you're going to mislabel it savings you might as well write loose sleep to hashtag saving not savings daylight savings tweet got him burned him you think you burned him there i think i do yeah i got him i think i got him okay uh here's who you didn't get all of Star Trek fandom. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, Holy this, this, crap. What did you do? This did not work out. Uh, no. I was not expecting this. So this tweet is from Brent Spiner, who you guys might know as Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. He tweeted, I think I'd be much happier with daylight savings happening if it started at noon. I wrote, the real Data would know it's saving, not savings. <laughs> Daylight savings. Uh, and I, I thought it would end there. I thought uh, no. I, I made my joke. Mm-hmm. Move on. I didn't no. think he, who thinks he'd even see it? Well, not only did he see it, he wrote back and got, by the way, 809 favorites for this. <laughs> True, but I'm not data. Oh, dang. Why are you so angry, Brent? So now it's odd right. because I have apparently offended Star Trek The Next Generation fans. Right. And I cannot tell you how weird the tweets got after that. I don't even understand half of them. Okay. This is a level of geekdom. Jensen, you may be geeky enough to help me with something. No, no, I don't know Star Trek. This is a, this is a pop here's, culture hole I'm in. Here's one lister, uh, or, or at least Star Trek fan. I don't know it's a lister. But I bet, so he says I'm not Data. But I bet at least once you wished you were, I know I have, got Positronic Matrix. Any ideas on how deflector shields may come yet? I propose a heavy EM field. Needed on the ISS like yesterday. Trying to speak to Elon Musk to offer ideas. Was that, one tweet. That's 140, sure. that's 140 characters? Yes. Wow. Data's memories and experiences were down. This is a different one. Data's memories and experiences were downloaded into B4. If B4's brain were to be upgraded, it could basically be data. Another one. 
Yes, but Data's internal chronometer probably isn't affected, I would oh, guess. Geez. Just an educated guess that the Federation would have implemented a more consistent timekeeping paradigm <laughs> once humanity uh. broke past the barrier of interplanetary travel. No need for DST in space. At what point did you press the mute this conversation button? <laughs> it just went on and on and on. <laughs> Uh, some people are telling me that data is not really data, but he's actually something called lore, L-O-R-E. I don't know what that means. Here's another one. Clearly true. You are not data, as you have used a contraction in this reply. Oh. I guess data doesn't use contractions. Well, sure. All right. So then I started hearing from people <laughs> who don't think that I understand that Brent Spiner is not actually data. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this was crazy. I would get, I would get things like... Um, um, no. He's a person who chose a profession, a profession as an actor who then played an iconic character. The whole point of being an artist as well as, you know, a person is that you're not fully one thing. You're a multitude of things. Who wants to be cornered into one thing their whole life? Sick bird. Like, I don't understand <laughs> acting now. You're right. I really should have. I, I would imagine individual planets might maintain the DST standard, but I would agree an interstellar interplanetary application would be appropriate. I got to get out of this conversation. Beat it, nerd. Right? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so I wasn't expecting that at all. Unreal. Well, at least you waited an hour to then go uh, go against the Catholic Church. <laughs> this is <laughs> At the... least you found a place that doesn't have that type of fandom now. <laughs> the diocese in Kansas City. Remember to set your clocks forward one hour this weekend. Hashtag Daylight Savings Time. I responded, as if the Catholic Church isn't getting enough bad press lately. You have to make it worse? Hashtag <laughs> saving, Daylight Savings, savings Tweet. Which, which I love because what they did with that hashtag, I'm saying, is worse than what they're getting bad press <laughs> yeah, for. You're a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> All right. Next up. My God, you went after Disney. So Disney tweets, more sun means more fun. Hashtag Daylight Savings. I'm glad Walt Disney isn't alive to see this horror. Hashtag saving, not savings. <laughs> Daylight savings tweet. And he, he did only miss seeing that tweet by 50 years. Well, but he died right. in 1966. Listen, his head is still alive, so. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. And finally, it's, it's like you were like, who could I really hurt? Someone that's already way down on their luck. How do I punch down? Possibly the biggest punch down ever. Well, that's when the Cleveland Browns entered the picture. <laughs> Hashtag daylight savings time means one hour closer to football. Well, none of us are surprised the Browns would get it wrong. Hashtag saving that savings. Daylight savings tweet. Bean. You proud of yourself? I am. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This uh, weekend was Travis Barker's Music Festival and Tattoo Convention, which is always a great time. Chip, I know you were there. You did not go Friday to see Suicidal Tendencies? No, I had to miss out on Friday. Uh, Travis, of course, performed. The Vandals played Fear, Dead Kennedy, TSOL, Voodoo Glow Skulls. I mean, it was an unbelievable curation of music and tattoo artists as well. But the thing that everybody seems to be talking about, and in a non-ironic way, is the return of Limp Bizkit. Now, Jensen, I know you've been talking about Limp Bizkit for a while, about how they, in your opinion, if if I understand correctly are coming back, like I said, unironically to the to the point where people now are excited about them and they're not going to see them to laugh at them. They're going to see them because now they sound great again for well, some reason. Well, yes. I mean, sometimes I think that irony is so intense that it then becomes not irony. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, if I was walking... Like, when Smash Mouth played at the Grove, <laughs> a lot of people went with irony. But then when they started All-Star... People just like to be in there. Yeah. Right. I think Limp Bizkit's falling into that category where people just want to see them because it reminds them of a, like a nostalgic time for them. I don't, me- I don't understand a lot of people's like making fun of Limp Bizkit. They were freaking great well, back yes, in the day. But they were look- so fun. Sure, but it's not like we did it all for the nookie as like Paul McCartney and John Lennon. You know what I mean? Like the people- Then thank God. <laughs> no, still. <laughs> no, I think the reason is that Limp Bizkit... And by the way, Chip was there, and we're going to talk to her about it. We're going to invite your phone calls. If you saw Limp Biscuit on Saturday night, we want to hear from you at 1-800-520-1067. I think there was a lot of baggage with Limp Biscuit because they created this whole movement, as so often is the case when some new musical style hits where they were good, but then there were 800 other bands that did rap rock after them that people now hate. You know what I mean? Like I, I think they took a lot of the blame for that period of music that a lot of people don't have fun. I guess. Of. I mean, Fred Durst was sort of a D-bag, let's be honest here, during that time. And also, like, they they had, like, a George Michael cover. Like, it wasn't that they were being taken fully serious. They were kind of a TRL band. Uh, and now people are, like you said, obviously Musink, but also the week before, they did a $3 show at the Troubadour where Marilyn Manson went up and performed with them, uh, Billy Corgan, That's Steve insane. Perry went up and did a song. Uh, it's It's definitely having a revival. Is yeah. it kind of like, is this a fair comparison? It's kind of like Guns N' Roses was out of action for so long that people knew and liked their records, and finally they got a chance to see them live, and that ended up being a stadium tour that went on around the world. Because That's high the, praise. That's a little too much. <laughs> it turned out there were so many people who wanted to see Guns N' Roses live. Well, is it, is it going to turn into that? Like, people haven't really had much of an opportunity to see them for many, many years. Well, I hope people don't compare West Borland to Slash, but yes, <laughs> well, I see what you mean. But I think they could also do festivals all yeah. around, all summer. Yeah. And people would love it. And they suppose they have so. a new album coming out at the end of the year, so. Okay, that's too well, far. <laughs> well, let's let's find out what Chip knows. Uh, tell us about your experience Saturday seeing Limp Biscuit. Guys, it wasn't a show, it was a pil- pilgrimage. <laughs> wow. oh, no. So, here's the backstory for me about why I went. So, me and my best friend, uh, Limp Bizkit kind of became like a inside joke because at the Hana Center, it's kind of a bad omen when Limp Bizkit plays. It's kind of been a joke the last couple of years. When you hear Roland or break stuff, mm-hmm. something bad always happens to the team. Either another team scores. Oh, you mean they, a Ducks game? A, a Ducks, Ducks game, game. yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. So at the Ducks game, like if another team scores or a player gets hurt, usually it's after Roland's played. Okay. So it's become it's become kind of a thing. And so when Limp Bizkit was announced for Music, I said, hey, I know I'm going and I know who's coming with me. Mm-hmm. 
And we went just with the just with the uh, intent of just having a good time, guys. It was so much fun, and that's really? just not being ironic. That was like, yeah, like people will like. It's easy to sit in the back of the room and cross your arms and go, yeah, it's Limp Biscuit. You know, we've talked earlier about how they kind of became a joke, but they they came out. They were in it to win it, like yeah. full of energy. Uh, only ten songs. It was a really short set, and a lot of them were covers. Yeah, there was a montage, and it was odd because you know they played all the hits. They played Nookie. They played Break Stuff. They played uh, you know there was My, my Generation, way. My Way. Mm-hmm. Um, they did three covers. Okay, here's okay. If I had you guess what covers, would either of you said Nirvana Heart Shaped Box and Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit by Why Lipiscuit? would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. And maybe they shouldn't have. <laughs> really? Why on earth would they do that? Well, Fred Durst does have two tattoos on his chest. One of Elvis Presley's face, uh-huh. the other Kurt Cobain's face. Oh, how about that? So maybe it's just that he does it all the time. They do Faith, uh, Chip? Oh, yeah, they did Faith. And they also did uh, Green Day's uh, Brain Stew. Oh. oh. Yeah. This is weird. It was very weird. And then they did, they did some sort of medley of Pantera songs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that ten songs, we just named five that aren't theirs. <laughs> but, that, like, but those, like, uh, the Nirvana covers were a little longer, but the other two were short, like... The Brain Stew cover was maybe like the intro and like a little bit of the first verse. All right. How about the audience reaction to Limp Bizkit on stage in 2019? Uh, okay, okay. Well, first I'll have you guess. How many people do you think were there? Oh, I would think it would sell out. 10,000 people, Ellie. What? 10,000 10, people. Just to see Limp Bizkit. 10,000. Wow. Whoa. And people were in the crowd singing along, rapping along, hands in the air, like, you know, following whatever Fred Durst was doing. Like, they were, everyone was... In, into it's it. having a moment. Not a yeah. joke. Not no. a joke. Wow. How about that? Redemption, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to Julie Anaheim, line one. Julie, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling the Kevin and Bean Show. You were in the audience along with Chip for Limp Biscuit. Yes, I was, and it was amazing. I mean, the 14-year-old girl inside of me was just dying. I was so ecstatic. I could have gone to Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night if I wanted to. And I only went to Saturday because I only wanted to see them. And I didn't get there till almost 8 o'clock because who cares about anyone else performing? <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's on, man. These guys are having a comeback and a half. Yeah. They are They are. I mean, and the, the energy in the crowd was just, I mean, because it's inside like a hangar, so you could just feel like it was palpable, the energy that was in the air. It was amazing. And I sang along, too. Every song, it was so good. So you'd go back I wish if I could they, see them if, again. yeah, I was gonna say if they hit the festival tour this summer, you'd be there. I probably would be, yeah. All right, thank wow. you for the call. I appreciate it. I'll I mean, tell you. Let we, me give you the the, the, the definitive answer, Ali. You were out on Friday, so yeah. you don't know. Let me mm-hmm. tell you who else is a big Limp Bizkit fan. The great Frankie Valley of <gasps> the Four Seasons. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You were a big fan of uh, of Limp Bizkit then, right? Of who? Limp Bizkit. Yeah, I guess I am. I mean, there you yeah. go. I mean, even he's in. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. We all know how much bad news there is in the world, but at least once a week here on the Kevin and Bean Show, we bring you some great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time. Ladies first today, Allie. What did oh. uh, what inspired you this week? Well, thank you. Do you guys know what the Saint Baldrick's Foundation is? Mm-mm. Oh, that sounds familiar. Who do they help? Uh, kids? They help kids uh, and childhood cancer. Basically, okay. people raise money and then shave their heads, and that brings awareness to 
childhood cancer. Not bad at all. It's a great thing. I used to cover it every year um, when I worked on KTLA. So when I got this email from a very proud mother named Nancy about her daughter, who's a 10-year-old named Mia Cuevas, and she decided, you know what? I want to do this. I want to raise money, and I want to shave my head. I think it'll really make a difference. I'm just going to let Mia tell you in her own words. Hi, my name is Mia, and this year I'll be participating in St. Bodrick's. St. Bodrick's is an organization that has kids volunteer to shave their heads. I'm raising money to help find a cure to children with cancer, and my goal is $3,000. And I've been doing some math, and if all my parents' friends donate at least $5, then I'll be able to reach my goal. I'm saying. So, obviously, you send that to all of Nancy. It's like, here, you're my friend. My daughter, <laughs> Mia, just called you out. Yeah, you're kind of on the hook yeah. for five bucks. Also, you can't, you can't of, really... You can't really think. Yeah, a lot of friends. Yeah. Well... Ali, I can't believe you're doing a story that involves so much math. Well, here's the thing. So, I watch her video... And at one point in the video, it's like she just starts riffing. And I was like, this little girl is me. I'm going to miss my hair. I'm sure you have five dollars. My beautiful, beautiful hair. We've had some great times together. Playing Rapunzel, combing it, getting into tangly messes, <laughs> getting rubber bands stuck in it, finding things that I didn't even know were inside. All right. I'm Stay looking on. forward to not having hair and exposing my huge forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask that she stay on teleprompter, but she, she won me over at the Amazing. end. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. That was really fun. So I watched the video, and I'm looking at her extremely long hair, which she is going to donate the actual hair to Locks of Love, which makes, of course, the wigs for kids with cancer, which is wonderful. But here's the thing: she doesn't know any kids that had cancer. She just felt like this was the right thing to do. So I am going to tweet out her fundraising uh, page. Right now, she's at $1,679 of her $3,000 goal. I feel like we as Kevin and Bean listeners could put her over that goal. I just donated myself. So this is for Mia for being an amazing little girl and for her mom, Nancy, for letting me know that this is happening. And that's my great news. And we'll also uh, retweet that and uh, and put that up on the Kevin Bean Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else you can donate. And uh, not only will I make a donation as well, Allie, but I will volunteer you to shave your head in support of little Mia. You are very, very sweet. And unfortunately, oh, Oh, he cut out. Yeah, right well, here. I'm right here. I if you don't him. do it, uh-huh. it means you love cancer. So, <laughs> All right. Story number two. Here's Jensen. What's your great news? Uh, when Billy Bai tweeted a picture of his father alone without any customers in his newly opened Texas donut shop, who knew what would happen mm. next? I mean, how can you see anything coming? The picture was heart-wrenching as his dad stood alone behind a counter with every single donut still in the display and a totally empty parking lot. Was the oh, second picture? It with was the just grand opening sign. It too. was just <laughs> such a oh. dismal look. The store was called Billy's Donuts, which is so sweetly named after his tweeting son. Uh, and although the opening of the shop was his passion, it was not working out. The tweet simply read, "My dad is sad because no one is coming to his new donut shop." And then, to add insult to injury, he included the crying face emoji. <laughs> and in return, like many things that go viral that you can't really explain, the entire city rallied behind. 
Billy's Donuts. Not only did people answer Billy's tweet by flocking in groups to the shop, they completely bought out the day's supply of donuts and pastries. In just hours, it had 200,000 retweets and almost double that in likes. Wow. Billy's Donuts, uh, his Instagram page now has over 14,000 followers and real reviews are coming in by the dozens of people just being like, no, this is the best donuts in all of Texas. So people are loving it. So this is more proof that the internet and social media isn't just for trolls and idiots Mm -hmm. with private pages. Sometimes it's helpful and supportive of things like local businesses and adorable fathers. And Billy's Donut put the perfect twist on a happy ending. Oh, jeez. And that's my great news. And I'll close out this week's edition with a high school student. His name is Brandon Qualls. He and his best friend. DJ uh, Relation? Uh, no, uh, but interestingly, because of the Jim Jeffrey show, uh, Brandon is also in a wheelchair. Oh. He and his best friend Tanner Wilson uh, bonded over their mutual love of cars and trucks, and they do everything together. And what was going on with, uh, with I wanted to call him DJ, what was going on <laughs> with Brandon is that he has a manual wheelchair, and he has been having problems using it all day through school. He just gets exhausted. It had been going on for a long time. His family was not rich, could not afford to upgrade the wheelchair. But his good friend Tanner Wilson decided that he was going to raise the money on his own through his part-time job at a mechanic shop to save enough money to buy his best friend a motorized wheelchair. Hmm. What sophomore in high school looks at a situation and goes, I'm going to help my friend out, right? Amazing. Yeah, so sweet. So that's exactly what he did. He bought the new wheelchair. They brought it in and surprised uh, surprised Brandon in front of his classmates on February 26th. And he said, I just can't believe that he did that for me. It's been my dream to have one of these. I can't believe my dream came true. Um, unfortunately, the family doesn't have a vehicle that can transport the wheelchair back and forth. So it's going to have to stay at school for right now. So he uses the manual when he's not at school. But he has an electric wheelchair to get around school. His teacher, by the way, painted flames on the wheelchair because he's such a car enthusiast, which That's is awesome. a great look. And I have a feeling as this story goes viral, that somebody's going to step up with a van. Wouldn't yeah. you think? I hope Somebody's so. going to help this kid out. Put flames but, on that van, too. Right, exactly. Uh, Tanner says he hopes that others may become inspired by his selfless act to lend a helping hand to other people in need. There's lots of people out there that have troubles and need a little bit of help. Sometimes they can't do it from themselves. So we have all just learned a valuable lesson from a 15-year-old. I love this story, and that's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen, we had your mom on the show last Uh week. Lovely Haroldine. delightful. Is she the only person in America named Haroldine? No, she's run into a couple, maybe two or three. There's one in Hawaii I know that she's friends with on Facebook, and then every once in a while someone will pop up. And there was a basketball player a few years ago on Alabama, I believe, or maybe Arkansas, but his name, Harold Dean. Oh. That was his oh. full name, yeah. You had to get that shirt for your mom, right? Well, they didn't make a jersey, but I did look oh. into it, yeah. And then he did not play pro. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, the reason we had her on is because you revealed to us last week yeah. that you grew up in a very superstitious household, thanks to Harold Dean. Yeah, very much so. She had a lot of things that she believed strongly, and mm-hmm. we've done this topic every you know three or four years. We revisit it because, especially in the in the Mexican households, there are a lot of superstitions that to get passed down by generations as well. Mm-hmm. So we thought this would be a great time to revisit it after a chat with your mom. So yeah. you can call us at one eight hundred. Five two zero one zero six. We want to hear about your superstitions. You want to recap a little bit of what Haroldine had to tell us last week? Yeah. Well, first, it all started because uh, she raised me thinking that if I fell asleep with socks on, then I would get a headache. So weird. Uh, how does that? And I know the thing about superstitions. 
is that they're not logical sometimes. Right. Yeah. In her mind, how would something like that even oh, get I, started? There is no connection. Or may, oh, there's no connection. No, okay. she just had things like don't put a hat on the bed or don't put any pair of shoes, including new shoes in a box, on a table. These <laughs> are the things that I was raised with. Uh, how does she feel about stepping on a crack and breaking your mother's back? Does she have a thought on that? I, you know, I don't know her direct thought, but I will tell you, I, I was raised in a sense that I made sure not to step on any cracks because mm-hmm. it would crack my mother's back. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think maybe even if she didn't say it directly, the atmosphere in which I was raised allowed me to think that. I mean, what's the downside, right? There is none other There's than no absolute crippling OCD throughout most of your life. But uh, I did get uh, one method from my mom where she says that during your hiccups, if you smell your left palm three times, mm-hmm. your hiccups will go away. And I did that until I was smart enough to realize I look like an idiot in right. college. But then we got a tweet this weekend from Heather F. She said, okay, so I heard your mom's thing about hiccups. I just had them. Super weirded out because I just sniffed my left palm three times and they're gone. No lie. Hashtag Haroldine rules. Hashtag Haroldine, Haroldine knows it all. Oh, Haroldine 2020, right? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe she's onto something. Wow. Yeah. But that is, that's just a, bre- that has a function of your breathing, right? It doesn't have anything to do with your palm, I, I would imagine. Who knows? I mean, how dare you question yeah. magic? I, I have a superstition that I realized in college, not everybody had. Mm-hmm. Um, when my roommate in college wound up getting a sty in her eye, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, did you look at a dog pooping? <laughs> and my roommate was like, what? What are you even saying? And I'm like, no, if you look at a dog when it's pooping, you get like an eye infection. Oh, and no. she was like, where were you raised? And I said, oh, you know what? Rosa's mom. <laughs> that was a straight up <laughs> Mexican. True. Like, yeah, that was yeah. a Mexican superstition that if you look now, even to this day, if I am driving and I see a dog squatting, I'm like, don't look. Oh, you're going to get a sty in your eye. My superstition freshman year was to gain 20 pounds, and I did it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. What? Uh, we're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067. If you have some superstitions to add to the list, we'll get to your calls in just a moment. Is Haroldine otherwise a pretty logical, reasonable person? Is this That's... the only kind of like weird thing about her? No, 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 no. She's, she's, she's quirky. She's a woman. Number one, she dresses like a fancy witch. She wears, like, big shawls and a lot of necklaces. Like Stevie Nicks? Yeah. Little okay. Stevie. Little cool. Stevie Nicks. Like an Armenian Stevie Nicks. Okay. Uh, she, yeah, she's she's quirky, man. This is, right. this is all on brand. Okay. All right, let's make it Sandra instead. Line two, she's in Ontario. Sandra, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show talking superstitions. San- Sandra? Yes? Yes, radio down. Good morning. Talk to us on the phone. What's going on? Well, I was hearing this when I'm on my way to work, and I remembered um, what my grandma used to always tell us. Like, when we spent the night at her place and we put our foot or our leg outside of the blanket, she would come and pull it and say, put that back in or the devil's going to pull it. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> Way to put the fear of Satan into her little children. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what she used to do. And it, it was hard breaking from that, you know, like, what the hell? The devil's going to pull my leg. Sandra's <laughs> just sweating bullets as an adult. I just want my foot outside. <laughs> it's also a great way to scare someone. I made, sure, I made sure I didn't tell my children that. Yeah. Yes. It's I think it's it's best that it ends with you. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling, Sandra. 1-800-520-1067. What superstitions do you have to add to the list? We'll take your calls right after this on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, first, though, let's get right back to our topic at one 800 talking superstitions. One of our streaming listeners in Oakland this morning is Ginger. Hey, Ginger, what's going on? Hi, how's it going? Great. Thank you for listening from all the way up in Northern California. What's your superstition? So I have two from my mother, and I have no idea why we do this. All right. But the first one is um, you have to always pay for knives. So if somebody gives you knives as a wedding gift, you have to pay, even if it's a dollar. Yeah. Oh, that- I, I'm so glad you said wedding gift, because I was trying to envision a scenario where someone would give me a knife. <laughs> Nothing was coming to mind. It's to give you a head start. Jensen, you've heard that yeah. too? Oh, I've done it before. Yeah. No, I've given money for knife gifts before. Yeah. Okay. That, all right. That's weird. What's the other one, Ginger? So the other one is if you ever buy a handbag or a wallet for somebody, you have to put money in it. So even again, if it's just a dollar. This is a way to just get dough from people. Right. I'm on yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Start coming up with superstitions to get paid. Yeah. All right, Ginger, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Right now we're talking about superstitions. Uh, Anna Pasadena, my grandmother, used to tell me that if I sat at the corner of the table, I would never get married. <laughs> I'm engaged now, so suck it, Grandma. Oh, my God. I mean, there's also uh, Debbie at DebFest. One of my mom's many superstitions, if your palms are itchy, put them in your pocket and money will come to you. How much and when, she says. That's a good question. I had that with my mom. If my palms itch, means money's coming to you. I oh, thought really? it meant stop masturbating. Well, <laughs> That's uh, growing hair. Oh, same. Uh, one more, then we'll go back to your calls. Uh, <laughs> we're gu- This is from 818 Amy. We're Guatemalan, and if you eat eggs while you're mad, you'll get sick, really sick. <laughs> Not just a common cold. <laughs> what about... Uh, haven't you ever heard that if if you're sick in any way, shape, or form, put Vicks on like the bottom of your uh, foot and wear a sock, and you'll be cured the next day? Uh, That's was, insane. Did Doctor Drew tell you that? No, I feel like maybe my Mexican best friend growing up, her her mom screwed me up. Yeah, a lot of That's people are insane. asking if I'm Mexican because of all the things my mom yeah. raised me with. Yeah. Um, I just imagine a Guatemalan family going, you know, can't have any eggs today. I'm super ticked off about something. Because then I want to get sick. All right, let's jump right back into your calls. Let's go to Donna Elisa Viejo up first, line one. She's got a good one for us. Uh, Donna, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. What do you have? Good morning, party people. Hello. Um, I've heard the shoes on the table. I got in trouble for doing that Mm -hmm. once. I've heard the money in the purse, Mm -hmm. money in the car when you buy a new car. But I don't know if this was an Italian superstition or if it was a Catholic thing. But if someone dies in the house, you have to open the window within three days so their spirit or their soul could leave the house. 
If you don't, they're going to stay there. But don't you want them to stick around? I don't want my uh, grandpa. You know, why do you hate ghosts? Know. Yeah, why do you hate know. ghosts so much? Why are so many people dying in your home, Donna? <laughs> Not in my home. I, I found that out when I bought a condo and weird things were happening. And I found out that later... Somebody passed away of natural causes, so they did oh. not have to disclose it to oh. us. No. So I was telling my aunt about it, and she's like, oh, they must not have opened the window within three days. Well, depending on how long the person's been dead, you may want to open the windows anyway. Yeah. You know? it, True. I, I feel like with poops and stuff, it's <laughs> exactly. worth it. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Donna. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. Girls Let's go to Tammy San Fernando, line two, up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Jensen, I think uh, you're going to fall very deeply in love with Tammy. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What's your superstition, Tammy? Hey, well, good morning, guys. Morning. Well, I grew up with two, and I live dearly to this to this day. The first one is anytime you eat food, you must put pepper on it so the witches don't attack you. <laughs> Whoa. Pepper, pepper keeping the witches away. There is one, you are sort of burying the lead that you believe witches are real as well. Hey, I'm all for it. In this world, you can never be too sure on what you believe in. You're right. You have to believe in everything. You're right. right. You got to believe in everything, you guys. I think that's a good takeaway. As I put away my wooden stake for (laughs) werewolves and vampires. Thank you, Tammy, my little flat earther friend. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Adrian Pico Rivera up next on the Kevin Avicio line four. We knew we'd be hearing from a lot of our uh, Mexican and Central Latin and Central American listeners. I think, Adrian, you've got a tradition that's been passed down to you. What is it? Yeah, and I agree with Ali. So the main one is that every time Mexicans get sick, you always have to have the Guadalupe candle right next to you. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then with Ali agreed with, you always had to have um, the vapor up basically Vapes, on your yes. chest. And you would get cured of any sickness. And that's basically what happened. But Ali was putting the, was told to put the vapor up on her foot. Yeah, not put on it her, on yeah, the bottom uh, of your foot. Yeah, I don't know about the bottom of the foot. I knew it was mainly just on the chest, basically next to your heart, because basically it was just cure everything, yeah. like anything that you had. All right. Well, as long as you got your uh, Guadalupe candle, you're good anyway. You don't even need the vapor. <laughs> no, right? don't Thank need you for the call. Appreciate that. All right. Ricky Chino Hills, line five, is next. I don't think I've ever heard this one before. This sounds like a sports superstition, right, Ricky? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi, Ali. Hey. Um, so, grew up in a sports family, super superstitious. Uh, so, like, say our team starts to do good and a family member went to the bathroom, uh, they are not allowed to leave the bathroom. <laughs> Ever? Ever? I hear you. <laughs> no, never once. No, <laughs> until they start doing bad. So, like, uh, we're being Green Bay fans. So, in 2010, my sister went to the bathroom during the Super Bowl at, like, right when they – and as soon as the door shut, they scored a touchdown and she was not allowed to leave until – uh, they started to do bad, and unfortunately for her, they never did bad. Oh, she's like, just she's, bring me chips. She's still in there. That's yeah. great. So she's just a skeleton in there now. What's going on? And then uh, we had a buddy at oh, a Kings game. Mm-hmm. And a buddy at a again. Kings game and go to the first period, and my mom would not let him come back to the seat because it was a, a Stanley Cup game. Well, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to help yeah. the team, Luckily right? Luckily for you, there's no uh, no need this season for yes. that. How dare you? All right, thank you, Ricky. Let's do one more. Line eight, please. This is going to be Leslie. She's in Los Angeles. This is a curious superstition as well. Hey, Leslie. Hi, how are you? Great. Thank you for calling. What's going on? 
Well, I grew up in Texas, so I'm not sure if these are Southern things, but w- my grandmother had all of those superstitions except for that egg thing. That was weird. But um, the one that she, I still have to do to this day is if you go in a door, you have to go out the same door. You can't leave through a different door than you came in. Wow. Even if you want to go to the garage, but you came in the front door, you have to go all the way around to the garage? No, but like, say you're in the, you came in the front door to get in your house and you, you have, have to, to go to the garage. Yeah, you go out the garage door, but you got to then come back in the garage door. Ali but did like, find a, a loophole, though. I will swim up so that I go out the same door. Huh. You know? And is yep. that true when you visit a uh, visit a restaurant, for instance? You go into Carl's Jr. or something like that. You, do you keep track of which door you came in? You don't leave on the other side? I, I absolutely do. Okay. And why was your go-to for a restaurant, Carl's Jr.? <laughs> I mean, that's a Southern California institution, isn't it? No. <laughs> all right, uh, Leslie, thank you for the call. You and all of our listeners, be crazy. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Alan McKay's got what's happening for us on the Kevin and Bean Show right now at 6, 6, 7, let me do the math. 7.52. Yep. Yeah, right? All of my clocks are on central time, so I, I have to do some some quick subtraction when it comes time to say it out loud. Well, you nailed it. It was <laughs> seamless. I, you couldn't even tell. Couldn't even tell. Thank you, Mr. DJ. Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Fame. (laughs) That was a very weird drop, Jensen. Very odd. Thank you. Very, very odd. You guys, how excited for you? For you? What? How excited are you for the movie Us? I'm thrilled. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Starring Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, and more. Good Lord. Nothing but standing O's at South by Southwest when it premiered, right? Yeah. People just went insane for it. Uh, Jordan Peele is going to be like... In 30 years, people are going to be talking about him like we talk about Scorsese and I, the guys I think like you're that. Right. He's very Absolutely. good. I mean, he did get out as his first movie. Yeah, guys. no big deal. No big right. deal. So, Us is in theaters on March 22nd, but how would you, yes, you listening right now, like a pair of passes to the K Rock advanced screening of Us? It's happening at Pacific's The Grove on Tuesday, March 19th. Yay! And, kids, that's not all. We're going to give you a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card. We're giving you food and one of the most highly anticipated movies of the year. Bring the sandwich in the theater. They don't People love, love they that. They don't love it as no, much. No, they love it. Not a sub in your pants. Here's uh, what you're going to do. You're going to give a call right now. 1-800-520-1067. And if you are caller 10, you are going to get the pair passes to the K-Rock Advanced Screening of Us at Pacific the Grove on Tuesday, March 19th. Instead of seeing it in theaters on March 22nd like a sucker. Call now. Standing by it. We gotta we gotta talk to Jensen about Standing these drops, Bean. Standing by it. I have a uh, I have a new one that I have been re- reluctant to play as well. Well, oh, yeah. as I well? Mean, what do you mean as well? <laughs> I've been dying to do that. Here's uh, yeah. here's my new one that I'm Thank not you. sure if I'm going to stick with or not. But okay. I'm, I'm saying that I want to get an opinion now that we've heard how bad Jensen's it. Is yeah. mine better, worse, or the same? Oh, who cares? Yes, who cares? <laughs> Okay, you win. Dang you it. like it? Yeah. That was okay. not the t-shirt battle I would have went with. Oh, no. Oh, that's too good. Well, where were you guys when you found out that J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez were engaged? Oh, who cares? Yes, who cares? 
<laughs> See? Thank you, Mr. DJ. It to fit there. It works. I mean, I guess I saw it on Instagram like everyone else. Uh, and, sure. Uh, and everybody thought the same thing, which is, how can she lift that hand? That rock has to weigh 100 pounds. Yeah, real subtle yeah, ring. It is, it is not a that joke. Was a, uh, that was a diamond on steroids. Yeah, it was cuckoo. So A-Rod popped the question during their getaway in the Bahamas. Nearly seven weeks after they celebrated their two-year anniversary. So everyone seems thrilled, except Jose Canseco. This is amazing. Yeah. Listen up. Perk up your ears. Turn up the radio if you've not heard this yet. This is going to be the coolest thing you hear all day. <laughs> the coolest thing. I literally was watching going, what is he doing? I Jose Canseco is, Canseco is a prolific tweeter, dare I say. He is he doesn't off, have a job. He's off the rails. He's a madman. He is insane. So uh, here's the first tweet from 14 hours ago. And he's not tagging anyone in these, by the way. Watching World of Dance. Watching J-Lo text Alex Rodriguez. Little does she know that he's cheating on her with my ex-wife, Jessica. Poor girl. She has no idea who he really is. He doesn't have to tag anyone in this because he knows that it is instantly going to be shared 100,000 times on social media. So then the next tweet, I was there a few months back. He called her on her phone. Oh. Oh. Next tweet. Alex Rodriguez, stop being a piece of S. Stop cheating on Jennifer Lopez. Next tweet. Alex Rodriguez, I challenge you to a boxing match or an MMA match anytime you want. <laughs> what? <laughs> then the next one, he tweets at JLo. If you want the truth about Alex Rodriguez, call me. 702-374-3735. What is happening Jose Canseco, you put out your number. Next tweet. A big shout out to Joseph Amoeba and his seven-year-old son who wears my number. Okay, wait. All right. (laughs) That shouldn't have been in there. And then 11 hours ago, I'm willing to take a polygraph to prove that what I'm saying about Alex Rodriguez is 100% accurate. All right. Having said all of that, do you think there's any chance that he knows that Alex Rodriguez is cheating on Jennifer Lopez? No. Or is this just his way to try to get... Attention. He's a crazy person. This I know is, he's crazy. Yeah, no, this is how he gets attention. It, or is it just, he talked to, a, uh, Alex Rodriguez talked to a girl on the phone, so the rest of this is just yeah. all made up in, in Canseco's head. Absolutely. Yeah, he's had some really weird jealousy issues with A-Rod in particular for years. Do you know what else he tweeted this weekend? What? I'm still taking uh, people to go on my Bigfoot excursion with me. Please pay at my PayPal. Okay, I'd go to that. <laughs> he's a, he's <laughs> Who are you his, kidding? Out of his mind. <laughs> Let's go on Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't want to be in the woods where he has a gun or anything <laughs> looking for Bigfoot. No. Nothing to me sounds better. Ugh. Oh, that sounds amazing. By the way, Jessica Canseco, two husbands over Mm -hmm. her time. One, Jose Canseco, we Uh know that one. The other one, Garth Fisher, the first doctor from Extreme Makeover. Um, That man, yeah. And then I believe Garth Fisher's second wife, wasn't it? um, Brooke uh, Burke was her first wife, right? Brooke Burke. Yeah, first wife, Brooke Burke. Second wife, Jessica Canseco. He's doing all right. Yeah, both all of them killing it. Yeah. I hope that he's wrong and he's just being, you know, a attention whore here because mm-hmm. J-Lo, this is her fourth marriage. Yeah. And she doesn't need to be marrying a guy who's cheating on her. Always looking out for J-Lo. Right? I am. It's really nice. Whoa, Get into style. It's the limp biscuit of drops. <laughs> At least it isn't long. <laughs> Good lord. You guys, Gerard Butler's airstream was stolen. What? 
He is restoring a vintage Airstream trailer, uh, but police said, uh, oops, it was stolen from a fabrication shop in San Fernando Valley. And here's the thing. There's nothing in it. It's basically a shell because he's doing this whole revamp. So they basically just stole the shell of an Airstream, hmm. which I think could probably get you some money anyway. But Jared yeah. Butler, he was going to be, you know, touring the world in his jet stream. I don't know if that's true, but I'd like to go with you <laughs> if that's it. Go find Bigfoot with him. I, you can't use it now. He's done now. Like you, I mean, you need the shell. That's like the top that's thing. That's kind of the important thing. Yeah, because it's like a vintage. Like you, yeah. you get the engine anywhere or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So, bummer for Gerard Butler. And it's just Super a co- it's just a coincidence that it happened to be owned by a celebrity. They just assume. broke in and stole the thing, not yeah. knowing whose it was or caring, right? Yeah. yeah. Real sad. And after a decade of playing Fiona Gallagher on Showtime's Shameless, Emmy Rossum said goodbye last night. She left Chicago as, spoiler alert, one of her real estate ventures pays off. And she thanked her friends on Twitter and her fans on Twitter saying, Tonight, on my last evening as Fiona, I want to express my gratitude, my love for the Shameless family and our faithful audience. It's been an honor and privilege to be your Fiona. You know how much money she's walking away from? Oh, After lot. 10 seasons or yeah. something? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, She's doing it to start her own show with her husband, right? She wants to develop with him. With Sam Raimi? I Ramey? think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam Raimi? Not, no, it's no. something like that, though. Ramey. Who is it? No, it's the guy, it's not, Mr. Robot yeah, Creator. His name has Raimi in it. It's not worth it to play this out, I don't think. Play your bit one more time. Right, play your sound on. drop. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, Mr. DJ. It's not Sam Raimi at all. What's the name? Hold on. Oh, we didn't get it during that long drop? No. Oh, man. Why can I not find who create? Ismail something? Something Ismail? Oh, Sam man. Ismail. No, is that his name? Sam Ismail, okay. isn't it? Yeah, Sam Ismail. I just want to get out of this. My God. Play your drop again. All right. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, you're, you're holding up. Is it racist? Or it's it? Sam Ismail. It's Sam Ismail. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Some birthdays for you. Peter Berg, Joel and Benji Madden, Terrence Howard, and Johnny Knoxville. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. <laughs> All right, there's a story in the news. I'm not sure if it's racist or not. So we mm-hmm. thought we'd have our African-American listeners, and I'd like to point out, by the way, that every line is on hold mm-hmm. with a black listener. I thought we'd read the story, and then we all write down on a piece of paper whether we think it's racist or not, but we don't say our answer. We go to the callers and let them lead us to the decision, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the story. You guys may remember the uh, Sons of Anarchy actor named uh, Theo Rossi. He was great on that show. He played Juice. Well, he has a new line of drinking water that he is selling with the tagline, Get Ounced, and a hip-hop-influenced marketing campaign. All right? Mm -hmm. He's run into a little bit of a backlash in one store in Brooklyn Uh, As the article says, his burgeoning plan to hydrate urban America hit a snag after a number of local activists threw cold water on his plan, enraged over their attempt to build a brand based on the alcoholic products that are murdering our community. What he's doing is selling bottled water in a 40-ounce bottle. Mm. In a 40-ounce bottle that looks like the old malt 45 bottles. So people in Brooklyn are saying, and lots of people have been complaining to the Canarsie's Food World Supermarket, they're saying, look... I'm not going to buy this. Uh, we don't have problems with other water companies that are selling it in different size bottles. But this, recall, this is promoting alcoholism, first of all. And we're going to protest because it looks like an old English bottle. 
and we just we just think we lose so many kids in this community to alcoholism and what leads to after that that we don't want them to be playing with water. We don't want our kids to grow up and this is like uh, candy cigarettes. Yeah, you know they start drinking a forty of water. The next thing you know, they're drinking a forty of beer. I, I think it's important to address a few things. Can I add a couple? Of course. Uh, Theo Rossi is a mixed heritage, part Spanish, part Italian, part Syrian himself. On the show, he played uh, a Puerto Rican. In the heart of New York's most storied black neighborhood. Okay. I'll let you know that. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, One complaint to the store said it's insulting to our intelligence. What's next? Candy corn in a crack vial? Juice in a syringe? We don't want the families who live in this neighborhood seeing that in a store. And the store is replacing the 40-ounce bottles with 20-ounce bottles because of the complaints. But will this stand in the way of this beverage gaining traction in other communities around America? So we ask, is it racist? Let's start with Cookie. She's on line three. She's in Glendale, up first on the Kevin Meade Show. Hey, Cookie, thank you so much for calling in, for holding on. How are you doing today? What did you do, baby boo? I'm good. All right. 40 ounces, looking like an, an old English bottle, but it's just water. Is that possibly racist? No, and I'll tell you why. The reason I don't personally think it's racist is because, number one, it's water. Um, it's a big leap to assume that because someone's drinking 40 ounces of water, that they're going to be drinking 40 ounces of whatever the hell comes to malt liquor. Um, mm-hmm. Also... I don't think I've ever seen a three ounce of long liquor. Um, maybe that's just because where I'm actually from. But also, I just feel like maybe we should be encouraging kids to drink water in whatever size or amount that it comes in and not really picking at, you know. It, it just seems like any reason to be offended about something so stupid. Okay. Cookie. Fair enough. Good opinion. Thank you, Cookie. We appreciate that. Let's see if some of our other callers agree. Let's go to Melvin. He's on line one. He's in San Pedro. Hey, Melvin. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. What's going on, man? Uh, no, I don't think it's racist. I think uh, if you get offended by a 40-ounce bottle, where do you live? Where, how should you take that? Well, I mean, uh, you know, they're just saying that there's a long history in this Brooklyn neighborhood of people who have ruined their lives based on walking around drinking 40s all day. Uh, and Are Jensen, you, you would know that it's a it's a kind of a classic trope in early hip hop. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many songs that talk about drinking a forty. Well, even beyond that, Old English had full campaigns directed towards hip hop fans with Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg, and I mean they they and and, and Wu Tang Clan. They had you know specific commercials with them. Uh, but Melvin, you, know you you say no, not racist, just water. No, where I live, I grew up in San Pedro area, and most of my friends who we party with drink 40s, and they were dominantly white or some kind of Italian or something. So it's not like they only sell 40 bottles in black areas. So why would you get offended by that? Okay. Appreciate the opinion. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. one 800 Let's go to uh, Let's go to Karen. She is a streaming listener in Alabama. Hey, Karen. How on earth, why on earth are you listening to this show in Alabama? I grew up in Riverside listening to you guys since the 90s, so I just still listened once I moved here. Well, God bless you. We really, really appreciate that. Are, are You've heard both sides of the story from the article and the callers. What say you? Is selling water in a 40-ounce bottle racist? I, it's problematic at best because uh, of the history of 40 ounces being marketed towards black people. You mm-hmm. wouldn't want... Um, water on an Indian reservation to look like an alcohol bottle, everybody would probably agree that that would kind of seem a little bit problematic, racist at worst. Um, but I don't believe that it's that we can label it racist as I sit here literally staring at a building with a with a plaque to George Wallace. I think the line between racism and things that are problematic gets blurred. Right. Um, but I don't that really that puts it in racist. perspective. That does. That does. <laughs> 
Here's what, Karen, here's what Ounce Water, Theo Rossi's company, says. We have one mission, to encourage proper hydration. Our motto is hydration made easy. Ounce Water's 20, 40, and upcoming 10-ounce bottles help do the math to reach the 80-ounce daily water gold. So you say no racist, if anything, just problematic. Get over it. Exactly. Okay, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. All right, we're out of time with the panel. Let's see what you guys wrote down. Allie, you go first. Is it racist? I looked at the bottle to see if it, you know, had that same kind of coloring on it. It's just a clear bottle, and it contains 40 ounces of water. Not racist. Not, Not shaped racist. like a 40 bottle is what you're saying? It, I guess it is, but since it's clear, you don't really think about it. Plus, he has a 20-ounce bottle as well. Okay, yeah, and an so, upcoming 10-ounce bottle. So you say no, not racist. Go ahead and sell it. How about you, Jensen? I do want to go on record. It doesn't matter what we say. It was the callers <laughs> that mean something. Uh, but I did. I do think that 40 ounces have a long history of being marketed directly towards uh, African-American audiences. On top of that, I said it was Sons of Anarchy where he played the Puerto Rican. It was, sorry, it was Luke Cage, and it's in a Brooklyn neighborhood. He is known for sort of his street characters. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what he does. And I think that this was a marketing uh, campaign that is problematic. I agree with Karen who called. But since I only have racist or not racist, I went with racist. You went with racist. I did. And I'm going to say that I automatically 100% thought racist when I read the article. Now I'm not so sure because we were three for three on actual African-American yeah. callers who said it was not racist. Yeah. I still think I'm fine with them selling it, but I think if it were my company, I don't think I would. Who's I them, would... Who's them? Who's them? <laughs> Who's them? Theo Rossi and his wife and her company. This has been Is It Racist? Is it It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Jensen, I believe you're hosting. The callers are standing by and ready to play. Recap again for us, then we'll go right to the phones. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a rundown of something. You tell me who the actress is or what the movie I'm uh, referencing is. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Let's uh, start. Uh, we'll just take them in order, and we'll start with Aurora. She's in Baldwin Park, and she's on line one. Hey, Aurora, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? All right. Good luck. We're doing well. Here we go. To kick off the extremely popular 1996 horror comedy Scream, what famous actress is killed in the first five minutes when a murderous prank caller rings her home phone? Uh, Jimmy Moore. No. Oh, no, no. Drew Barrymore. No, Drew the, Barrymore. the confidence. Oh. Yes. No. Oh, Drew Barrymore. No. You are correct. Yeah. It is Drew Barrymore. I wish that had been your answer, but oh. thank you for calling. We appreciate oh. it. Oh, she drives let's, off a cliff. Oh. Let's go to April in Long Beach. Hey, April, I got a question for you before we play the game. Do you mind? Sure. What do you hear about April the giraffe? Is she pregnant again or what? <laughs> oh, for the love. <laughs> so I hear. I, I hear she is pregnant again. Okay. Because I would imagine April would keep in touch. I would imagine all Aprils know each other, right? They're on a Google She's alert. Busy and, and she has like a long gestation period, I hear. You're, you don't have to tell me, sister. All right, here's Jensen with your question. Good luck. <laughs> Feruza Balk, Nev Campbell, Robin Tunney, and Rachel True are outcast teenagers who are also witches that summon spells to attack fellow enemy students at a Catholic high school in this 1996 drama thriller. Oh, my gosh. I can... Oh, my God. Nev Campbell, I... Feruza Balk. Sound familiar? Witches? I, it does. I knew the Nev Campbell was in it, but I can't remember what the name of the movie is. Oh, oh my goodness. No. Mm -mm. No. It's The Craft. I would have never gotten it. All right. <laughs> Thank you for calling anyway, April, and keep me posted on the other April. All right, let's go to Monique Alhambra up next, line three. All right, so far, 0 for 2. We have five pair of tickets to give away. Come on, people, let's get to it. 
Hi, Monique. Hi. Hi. Okay. Good morning. Uh, good good morning. morning. On the 90s TV staple Saved by the Bell, what actress played the iconic cheerleader and Zach Morris love interest Kelly Kapowski for over five years? Tiffany Amber Hey! Nice. There you go. All right. Congratulations, Bush, and live tomorrow at the Roxy. Well done. By the way, uh, preponderance of ladies calling for these tickets. Good. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy's up next. She's in Pomona. Hey, Chrissy. Hi. How are you? Hello, Chrissy. Good luck. Here's Jensen. Reese Witherspoon fell in love with Marky Mark, a bad boy with a violent past that also carved Nicole Faeva in his chest to prove his undying love in this 1996 thriller. What's the movie? I don't know, but thanks. Oh, <laughs> it was Remember? fear. On the fear. roller coaster? It was fear. Oh, they did say swim, but I knew it was the wrong one. Oh, you're thinking, right. a, you're thinking a swim fan, which swim is also a classic. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good uh, good effort anyway. Thank you, Chrissy. Let's move on to Kathy, I another lady. I so dirty watching that roller coaster. Scene. All right. Alex. That was a good movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Get off your chair. Uh, Kathy Pico Rivera up next. You ready to play? I am. All right, here we go. Cameron Diaz was the breakout star of this Jim Carrey 1994 vehicle that followed bank clerk Stanley Ipkiss's transformation into a smoking Coco Bongo oh. dancer. What's the movie? The Mask. Hey! All right. Nice. There's two. Thank I you. I got to say smoking. Happy Sounded time. like you were going to say something, Allie. Sorry. No, I'm still thinking about the roller coaster. Okay, sandwich. all right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hands where we can see them. Jennifer Kostaik <laughs> up next. We got another pair of tickets for you if you can answer this question. All right, here we go, Jennifer. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Her pairings with Tom Hanks were rom-com classics, including the 1994 tearjerker that found looking for, that found her looking for a certain talk radio show host calling single father who went by the name Sleepless in Seattle. Who's the actress? Meg Ryan. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, it is. Hey, we got it. All right, Joy, Rancho Santa Margarita. Hey, Joy, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Here's your question. All right, Joy. In 19, Thank you. In 1991, these two independent women, played by Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis, went on a crime spree and avoided police until they drove their car into a ditch while holding hands. What are the characters' names? Selma and Louise. You don't even have to finish. There you go. <laughs> Did you say into a ditch? Yeah. They went over a cliff. It's a ditch. I and mean, where do they end it? <laughs> it's oh, a canyon. It's a ditch. I'll be honest. The Grand Canyon is a ditch. Guys, to me, I have very, I, I, I see no real length. I see it's either. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joy, congratulations. Enjoy the show. Bush and live tomorrow. We have one more pair. Am I doing the math right? Uh, yes. All right. Casey. Oh, he is on the line from Fontana. Great. Hey, K- Casey, good luck. There's a final pair of tickets if Thank you get it right. All right, watch out, vampires, because this unforgettable 90s actress is here to slay you. She played Buffy for seven seasons of television alongside Rupert Gills and her friends from Sunnydale High, Willow and Xander. Who is the actress? Oh, man. Don't drive into a ditch. Ann Summers? Ann Summers. No, Ann Summers. No, no. That does sound like we asked you who your girlfriend is and you don't have one. She lives in Niagara Falls. Sarah Michelle Geller is who we were looking for. Oh, Ann Summers. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is right. That's what we're telling you is it's right. All right. We Mm. are desperately out of time, but let's try to give away this last pair. Let's go to Connie North Hollywood. Hopefully our final contestant. Class, George Glass. (laughs) Right, exactly. She'll get this one. Connie, you ready? Yes. All right. In 1995, Alicia Silverstone played Cher, a snobby Los Angeles high schooler who, in an attempt to make the new student popular, finds herself at the bottom of the cool kid food chain and in love with a young Paul Rudd. What movie is this? Clueless. Hey! By the way, (laughs) New Beverly showing Clueless today at 2 p.m. Perfect. 
I'll be there. How would you know that? Because I'm going. It's been on my iCal for a month. K-Rock Advanced screening of, excuse me, that's the wrong uh, paperwork. Uh, Bush and Live at the Roxy tomorrow night. Congratulations to Connie and all the winners. This has been Women of the 90s. Women of the 90s. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. By the way, you guys, uh, we don't mention this enough on the air, but every day Jensen Carp and I do a Kevin and Bean t-shirt challenge across mm-hmm. our social media platforms because we're all, we're both big t-shirt uh, fans. Yes. Uh, neither of us has dressed like an adult in a long, long time. Correct. And I, I bring it up today because I'm especially proud of a shirt uh, that has my grandfather on it, <laughs> my, my actual grandfather, Alan Baxter, and it's from a newspaper clipping of the enormous turnip that he grew on his farm in 1987 and i don't want to say he lived in a small town in cannapolis north carolina but it was pretty big news around those parts i mean he made this paper yeah it It actually it made the paper so if you want to see my actual grandfather (laughs) holding a five and a half pound purple top turnip you can uh he was asked by the way if he had any uh secrets uh, that he wanted to share with the listeners alley and he said he just did it the old-timey way and he would plant every year on the same day august 21st and he's got three turnip patches this year so that's my that's my uh my uh, t-shirt that i'm wearing today i'm wearing a wu-tang shirt but who cares the man had a huge Turn up. I mean, wait. You said you're playing. You're wearing a, a Wu Tang shirt. I am. Oh, who cares? <laughs> yes, who cares? So just go and uh, vote and tell us which one you like, my grandpa or the Wu Tang Clan. Right. Yeah. All right, Ali's here with our final look at what's happening on a Monday. I didn't think I'd I'd wake up today and hear about Bean's grandpa and a turnip. Mm. And not a euphemism, by the way. No, actual no. turnip. Although, uh, purple head, you said? I did say that. Five <laughs> and a half inches? Yep. Yes, I did. Oh, not that impressive. Um, you guys, uh, first of all, d- daylight savings time, right? Saving, right. Whatever. Saving. A lot of people taking the nap today because it is National Nap Day, right? Yay! Mm-hmm. Here's um, something that I just saw online, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. So the Red Sox upgraded their clubhouse nap room in 2017. So they had a nap room. Sure. Apparently it wasn't quite to what they, they wanted. So the room has two bunk beds that each contain two queen mattress-sized mattresses. And each player has their own personalized pillow custom molded for their body type. Love it. The Red Sox know how to nap. It's my kind of team, actually. God, I'm so impressed right there. Good stuff. This jersey. That we wear today, uh-huh. it doesn't say Red Sox. It doesn't. It say Boston. Yep. Right. Tell us more, Big Putty. We want to thank you, Mayor Menino, Governor Patrick, the whole police department for the great job that they did this they, past week. They did do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, what do your parents call uh, Big Pappy? Uh, first of all, it's, it's Big Poppy, not right. Big Pappy. <laughs> Good <laughs> right. Lord. Dominicans everywhere are like, come on, man. Uh, my my mother, to this day, thinks his name is Big Puppy. Well. <laughs> and she's convinced of it, and we're not telling her she's wrong, but she will call me and be like, oh, Big Puppy is out in Los Angeles right now for the Dodgers. Maybe you could go meet him. Big puppy. Is she convinced that you two would be a wonderful couple? She thinks we'd be really good friends, and I I think we would, too. Okay. I love David Ortiz so much. 
Good stuff. You guys, it's a 311 day, right? We Mm -hmm. all know this. And I don't know if you've heard about the movie, but the band, the fans, the unity. No. Yes, this is a 311 movie, you guys. And it's a total testament to 311's devotion (laughs) to their fans and the fans' devotion back. Was that a drop? And I thought it was Bean. (laughs) It wasn't a drop. No, it was just him doing what it. What happened? He was but so it's a drop excited. Now. It's, it's going to be a drop now. You he were went, so excited. Went, no. No. <laughs> like you were so pumped to hear it. That I really want, please. <laughs> I didn't think it was real. No, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was my surprise at there being a 311 movie. Yes, you are. Well, listen. It is playing for one night only tonight. And it's playing in so many different theaters. I'm not going to name them all, but everywhere from Claremont to Westlake Village, Long Beach, Irvine. Just go to 311incinemas.com and see where it is playing near your town. And you're uh, you're going to celebrate 311 in the best way possible with the band. You know what yesterday was? Today's 311. Yesterday mm-hmm. was Mario Day because it's March 10th, mar one Mario, Super Mario. Oh, Just letting you know. A lot of holidays on the calendar now. Yeah. Coming up this Thursday, mm-hmm. Pi Day, because it's 314. That's right. Why isn't there anything for March 17th? That seems like a good day for a holiday. That's uh, that's St. Patrick's Day, Bean. What? Yeah, it's true. A lot of, lot of things to celebrate this month. Uh, there really are so many things to celebrate. Uh, like Jesse Smollett, who was indicted by a grand jury on Friday. Cancelled. He was formally charged with 16 counts of disorderly conduct for the alleged false reports of a hate crime against himself. That is another way of saying guilty. He, however, is maintaining his innocence, of course. And uh, Page Six is reporting that the cast and crew of Empire is pretty split over Smollett's case. Many supporting him, others furious with him. So that's that. Guilty, 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 guilty. Interesting stuff. Well, something we can all look forward to. March 30th, Sandra Oh is headed to Saturday Night Live. That's a good choice. She'll be good Real good choice. She's had an incredible past few months. She took home the award for lead actress in the drama for her role in Killing Eve at the SAG Awards, Critics' Choice Awards, and the Golden Globes. So Saturday, March 30th, alongside musical guest... Tame Impala. Excellent choice. Can Excellent. I tell you, as a as a comedy writer, someone who's been in many rooms, can I tell you my pitch for Sandro SNL? Yeah. Marie Kondo. She should play Marie Kondo. Just because she's Asian? Yeah, well, no, they, I, well, yes, I mean, because they want to do a Marie Kondo bit and don't put a white person in it. I mean, I just... It sounds racist. It does it's sound not, racist. It's sir. not racist. We, yeah. I feel like Keenan could play her. <laughs> he's great on, He's great in every sketch he does. He could do any voice. Yep. You see the controversy over Pete Davidson's little segment during the weekend update this weekend? I don't think no. so. He, uh, the audience uh, audibly groaned, and not because it was a bad joke, because they were very uncomfortable when he came out and he said, look, if you support the Catholic Church, isn't that the same thing as being a fan of a monster like R. Kelly? Hmm. How, do you, how do you cancel this guy over here from molestation, but pray to this church over here where they have... They've hit it for years. The hot take. And allow it to continue. It's got some legs. I don't think people loved it, though. No. In Catholic New York City. Canceled. Yeah. I think Catholics have a lot to answer for. Yeah. And by the way... someone that was raised a Catholic, went to Catholic elementary, junior high, 
High school and college. This is good to get into at 945, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Although I did stick the body of Christ under the pew during my first communion because I didn't like the taste. So that kind of set up my whole, the whole tone for my religion. <laughs> so I think it's more on you than it is on them. Yeah, you might, you might be right. Good stuff, you guys. Good stuff. Well, speaking of um, that whole... That whole thing there. The Catholic Church molestation. Uh, Sales streams and radio plays of Michael Jackson's music took a noticeable hit the week after the airing of Leaving Neverland. The sales of Jackson's music dipped 4%, while overall sales dipped by 39% over the same time before the documentary premiered. And a lot of radio stations, terrestrial and satellite, are not playing him anymore. And those that are say that the numbers were down by 13%. Well, whoever's running the wave here in Los Angeles apparently doesn't have a TV because they don't know about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> They've, they have amped it up, haven't they? They really have. Really? Yeah, no, I've, listened, I've heard it more. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a Michael Jackson hits weekend. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Going tune in, for it. Tune in tomorrow for R. Kelly's anthology. Oh, gosh. They're going all off. I love it. I love it. Hey, some birthdays for you. Joel and Benji Madden. They're twins. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, Mr. DJ. You're welcome. Peter Berg, Johnny Knoxville, and Terrence Howard. Happy birthday. That's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. So glad you're back with us and feeling better. Tomorrow, oh, uh, hey, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. They're so stylish in their little blue outfits. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we got a good show, I think, for you. Potato Chips, what's up? There, apparently there is a controversy that is ripping the Internet apart, Jensen, right? Oh, my God. Don't even come to me with your Frito garbage. Also, there is a very controversial discussion going on in one New Jersey neighborhood about what to do about a neighbor who refuses to stop his dog from barking. Should the police be involved? Should arrests be involved? Uh, should antifreeze be involved? How is the, what's the solution for this one? We'll discuss on the program tomorrow. Uh, comedian Adam Ray is going to be joining us on the show tomorrow. We're giving away the store again, too. You know, it's uh, that concert tomorrow night with Bush and Live. You cannot buy tickets for it at the Roxy. You can only win them. We've got them for you in the morning here on K-Rock. Also, more tickets to one of the most anticipated horror films since his last horror film, Jordan Peele, did Get Out. And he's back with us. We've got tickets for that as well. And more Disneyland Resort tickets, too. It's all tomorrow right here on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.